Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Live It Well podcast. We are your hosts, Chris and Jenny Graby. This is episode 49. We're almost to 50. We are. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're excited to be with you. We're wrapping up our series for the month of February, talking about practices that have brought life to our marriage. It's been a lot of fun. It's been so much fun. I'm going to be honest, though. I'm excited to be sharing other people's thoughts (laughs) again next week. It's a little bit easier to... To sit Um, behind a microphone and ask questions. It is so fun to be on the other side (laughs) asking the questions and sharing other people's thoughts. So that being said, if you haven't got a chance, head on back over and listen to 47, 48. Jenny's got a lot of smart things (laughs) that she said. You guys are really going to love it. Hey, if you guys don't know, um, I'm actually the CEO of a company called Startup Camp, and we have a podcast called the StartupCamp.com podcast. And we talk to entrepreneurs from different stages of life who have built businesses, who are starting businesses, who've been really successful, and they share their journey. And so if you're an entrepreneur or a leader, come join us over there. Yep, it's a great podcast. You do a great job. Thanks. (laughs) All right, so back into today's episode, episode 49. And today we're talking about the last practice in our series today is the practice of slowing down. Slowly. (laughs) Uh, This is such a huge practice and has really been something new that God's really been working on us in our lives over the last year. There's a great book that I have to recommend on this topic, and it's by John Ortberg. I've talked about it several times, so Mm -hmm. if you've been a listener for a while, you're like, yes, Jenny, we know what this book is. But it's called The Life You've Always Wanted by John Ortberg, and it is a book about some different spiritual disciplines. It's very accessible, very enjoyable read, so I recommend it for anyone. But one of the practices he talks about is the practice of slowing down. And it has been probably the one that has impacted me the most, for sure. So we're going to unpack that today and how that has affected our relationship and our kids and our kids and our family and our friendships really just for sure brought so much fruit in our lives over the last year and we hope that it resonates with you as well and if it does we'd love to hear how this practice flushes out in your own life and before we jump in you can go get this book at letsliveitwell.com slash resources you can find the book get it and i really think you guys are going to love it it has really made an impact for us All right, so let's jump into the practice of slowing down. (laughs) What are some practical things we can do, babe, or that we actually do to slow down? So what this really means, the practice of slowing down, is just being present. It's the difference between hurrying through our life and being present to our life. Mm. The reason that this is so huge is because we cannot love our people well. We cannot live our lives well if we are always hurrying past them to the next thing. One of the things that John says in the book is we can become so distracted, so rushed and preoccupied that we settle for a mediocre version of life. We just skim our life instead of actually living it. There's this famous Dallas Willard quote that he uses that says that you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. So we are saying that to each other all the time. What are you doing? I'm ruthlessly eliminating hurry (laughs) as I'm running out the door. (laughs) Yeah. 
But the idea is that we have to examine our lives and see the areas where we are allowing hurry to take over our lives and we're missing out on relationships. We're missing out on moments with our spouse and with our kids that really add up to the life that we want. So crazy. (laughs) I think one of the biggest places I've seen it, it's really played itself out for us, is with our kids. I constantly find myself saying, come on, hurry up. Let's go. Yeah, Let's go. We got to go go to school. We got to get your shoes on. Got to go to school time, bath time, bedtime. Hurry, 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 hurry. We're hurried. We don't even need to be in a hurry. Why are we hurrying? We just are in the habit of hurrying. Yeah. There's not any place we have to be. We're just trying to hurry through something so that we can get to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And what that can communicate to our spouse or to our kids even when we don't mean for it to, is that you are not the most important thing. Mm -hmm. There's something else I'd rather be doing, which just kills. But the hope and the good news is that the opposite of that is also an open invitation. When I am with you, when I am with my kids, and I put away the phone, Mm -hmm. I say no to hurry, Mm -hmm. and I'm just present with them, what that communicates is... There is no other place I'd rather be. There's nowhere else I'd rather be. I just want to be with you. You are enough. And it builds love in their hearts. And that is where life is. That is where love is built. I love, there's one of the... Um, Jenny's pulling out a book right now. She's going to quote <laughs> again from another book. Just stick with me. Another one of my favorite authors, Eugene Peterson, says it like this. Life consists in the constant meeting of souls, which must share their contents with each other. That life happens when we connect with each other, and we cannot connect with each other in a deep way if we are always hurried and we are always distracted. It requires us to be fully present. Yeah, this is definitely something I still have to work on in my life. I mean, I know we all do, but gosh, you know, it's funny. You just look up and go like, well, what am I hurrying for? Is it social media? Is it some silly basketball game? Or, you know, I, again, I've talked about it before. I find myself driving down the road, one hand on the wheel, my 13-year-old in the seat right next to me, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at a email or a Slack message or sometimes even worse, like Instagram. And like your kid's just looking at you like, dad. Right. And we can do it without realizing it because it's just such a habit that we as a culture have just fallen into. But I think a good question that we can ask ourselves is, does this have to happen right now? And chances are probably not. You don't have to check and see if somebody else liked your post. (laughs) You don't have to check and see if you got a couple more text messages. It can wait till later. I realized like this, even this past week, we're sitting in church and I was like, why is it that every two minutes I want to reach down and grab my phone? Right. And instead of just like put it down, yeah. just listen to the message. Yep. Like, just stop enjoy it. the person you're with instead right. of reaching for oh my gosh. that false connection through your phone or through a screen. It's so huge. So crazy. So one of the ways that I've found to help me slow down is by saying yes. And so what I mean by that is Usually the invitations for me to join the people I love are in unhurried activities, especially my spouse, especially my kids. 
when they say, mommy, will you come do this? It is always something that is an unhurried activity. It's never something on my to-do list. It's always, will you get down on the floor and play play Play-Doh with me? Or will you go jump on the trampoline with me outside? And for you, it's like, will you just come sit down and be with me? And I have to stop what I'm doing. I have to put myself aside again (laughs) and really just relax and enjoy the person in front of me. And it is where our life is built, is where our relationships are built. But it requires me to let go of my own agenda and say yes to the person in front of me. Well, it's funny you say that because I'm imagining our four-year-old daughter going, Hey, mom, mom, come here, come here. Let's do the laundry. (laughs) Like, it's not (laughs) what happens, right? (laughs) Mom, mom, come here, come here. Let's do the dishes. (laughs) Like, no. They're never doing that. And, you know, what's funny is generally... The invite is an invitation that will fill up your soul yeah, and will change you if you're willing to listen yeah, and just slow down and step into that. So I love one of the things that Jan Foreman said in episode 17 is that the best part of our day, when we look back on the day, is never crossing a task off of our to-do list. It's always those little moments we said yes to. When we got down on the floor and we played with our kids or we stayed an extra minute to enjoy tucking our kid in at bedtime and singing that extra song or that moment we got to connect with our spouse or hold their hand or just connect with each other. Those are the moments that are the most meaningful, not crossing the things off our to-do list. Although those are important, the point is that We say yes to the time that we can connect with each other and not rushing through each moment that we've been given. So it's really just remembering life is a gift and each person that we've been given is a gift. And I think always making sure that we recognize that the person in front of us, like you said, is a gift and they trump a task or priority. These things are important, but a great example from years ago was um, I would come home from work and always be on my phone. I drive home, I make a phone call from to somebody that I haven't talked to in a while, maybe mom, dad, or just a friend. It's a great time for me to, to catch up with somebody. Well, I would always be walking through the front door on the phone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Jenny's been at home, she's been working all day, she's been hanging out with her kids. And it really was a problem. Mm-hmm. And, and this was a, an example of me choosing something else over the people who were right in front of me. And so she was like, hey, like this, this hurts. I need you to slow down, mm-hmm. think about us, and walk through this door ready to engage us in a meaningful connection and a meaningful conversation, a meaningful way. And I think there's also another side to all of this is that you have to slow down for yourself. I think there's a moment that we yeah. get going and we're moving so fast and we don't step into that thing that refreshes us, that brings us life, that helps remind us of who we are and what we were born to do. And for me, I love to go to a coffee shop. My friends joke that I give me a big window, yeah. some music, a good book, the Bible, and I'm transformed. Like it literally takes me places. And we just find ourselves so busy that you look up and go, yeah, that's something I really love to do. But then you you realize like, I haven't really done that in a yeah. while. Every time I've sat down at a coffee shop with a big window, there's a list long of tasks that I have to do, emails I have to respond to, all of those sorts of things. So take some time to slow down for yourself because it's not just for you. It's for the people around you as well. Yeah. 
I think one of the practical things just for me in my life, other than saying yes to the experiences, saying yes to the people, is saying no to my screen. I know it sounds very simple and like a no-brainer, but if you have tried this, you know it's easier said than done. It really is. It takes a lot of effort and intentionality and creating some really specific boundaries Mm. around when I am going to engage with my phone. Mm. I'm not going to bring it into every room with me, especially if there's a person in front of me. What we're trying to teach our, our kids, especially our older kids who are now required to use screens for school and different activities is that if there is a real live person in front of you, you need to choose to be with that person other than the screen. So I think for me, just creating boundaries around the screen because I don't want to miss out on moments with my spouse or with my kids for anything, especially not my phone. And just like you said, this plays out in my relationships and it plays out in my own soul. If every single free moment that I have to reflect and think throughout the day, I'm stuffing with being distracted by my phone, I cannot grow spiritually. I can't listen to God's voice and really get in the practice of hearing his voice. If every free thought I have, I'm stuffing with things on my phone, with texts and emails and social media. I can't live that way. I feel different when I'm doing that. So really creating those boundaries around when I am engaging with my phone, making sure that I stay in charge of how much time I'm spending on it, not the other way around. So turning off notifications, leaving it in the other room, and really being specific with the times of day that I check it. And guess what? Sometimes people get frustrated with me (laughs) that I'm not responding to their texts right away. But disappoint the right people. Would you rather disappoint the child that is sweetly sitting in front of you wanting your attention or disappoint the person who can wait a couple hours for you to respond to their text. Choose the person in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, our hope in this time together is that you will take a moment and reflect on your own life and say, okay, where is the area? Does that You may see, identify a lot of areas that need slowing down, but just today, take one step one step in front of the other to say, I'm going to slow down in my conversation with my spouse tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to not rush through bath time, bedtime with my kids. Yeah. When I'm sitting across from somebody in a one-on-one meeting at a coffee shop or even at work, I'm going to stop and I'm going to listen to them. I'm going to give them my eyes, my face, my attention so that they know I'm engaged with them. And you watch what happens in the heart of the other person. They may not know what's happening, but you're going to be transformed And they're going to be so thankful for the time that you have given them. So slow down. Say yes to the things and the people that are right in front of you that are important. Not the laundry, not the dishes. Yes, those need to be done. But say yes to the things that will leave a lasting impact on the life of those around you. So that being said, we hope that you will find some time to slow down this week, and we'd love to hear from you. Are these encouraging to you? What do you? What's your takeaway? You know, what's your screen time usage, and what's your goals oh, that you're trying yeah. to, you're trying to trim down? We'll all do it together. But we say thank you for being here week in and week out, for listening, for sharing the podcast. It truly does mean so much.
And again, we'll link to all of the resources and all the people I quoted in today's mm. episode in the show notes. And you can find all the resources that we love and that are helpful to us over at our website, letsliveitwell.com slash resources. Next week, we have such an incredible episode for you. We are talking about the practice of decision-making and choosing the next right thing with our friend, Emily P. Freeman. You do not want to miss it. It is such a good one. Yeah, it was so good. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up like we always do. Remember, you only get one life. Live Live it it well. well.